Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, it's me, and I have a new mic. Happy birthday to me. Uh, but unfortunately, I, you will only be hearing my nice, clean, crisp voice at the opening and the ending as we did not have the new equipment when we recorded this episode. But that is something to look forward to uh, for future episodes. We do have a few episodes uh, recorded with my old mic, but new ones will be coming up. So yay! Um, some other things, we are very excited to have Christine Chester from Heroes of the Hydean Way come in and play a character for us today. And we had my husband, Kevin Patrick, uh, do some lines for us as well. Um, thank you, Kevin, for being a good sport about that. I know it's definitely out of your comfort zone. All right, let's get to it. Yolaris, Maypri, and Kila have all had visions under the watchful eyes of the Hathren in Erling, leaving them all more confused than before they entered the Hathren's lairs. Is anything in Rashman ever straightforward? What do the Hathren have in store for our heroines? You're listening to The Broadswords. Kristen Flemons as Yolaris, the half-elf wizard. What's the right question? Tracy Gibbons as Keela, the high-elf bard. Yolaris drowned, Keela got chased through the woods, and Maypri got laid by a hot bear man. And Maypri, the tiefling barbarian, is played by Bianca Zelda. When you were a stag, how come you weren't wearing pants then? And then there's me, Victoria, your DM. We have left Yolaris being pulled into a crowd of people in the village green by Maypri. Maypri is taken away by a Hathren in a bear mask. What is Yolaris doing right now? I mean, I think I feel pretty abandoned that uh Maypri came and and grabbed me and was pulling me into this situation that you know I was not at all comfortable with but like a little touch to be included in something and then boom just abandoned and so I think the minute that that Maypri gets distracted and just heads off with the Hathorn I'm just kind of gonna slink off in a huff to you know go back to my corner and brood and maybe check and see if the bathhouse is, is occupied. 
Okay, so you, do you just go off to the bathhouse in the direction of where you think it would be? I mean, I think I probably have to stop by my room to, to pick up a towel and some scented oils and, you know. Because <laughs> she carries that in her trunk? Obviously. <laughs> and, and what kind of scented oils are they? What do they smell like? Mm. Rosemary and lavender. Hmm. Okay, so we've got some clarifying, calming action going on. So you go down to the bathhouse, and it is a spring, but they have built a like a, a wooden home over it. So mm-hmm. it is completely contained inside from the elements. And it is, it's actually quite nice in there. Um, there's some wooden benches, and there are... Some soap nuts. There is like a basket of soap nuts for people to wash mm. their hair with and stuff like that. And there's a mortal and pestle so you can crush that up. Nice. Um, can I drag like a bench over the like to the so no that nobody else can come in? I don't want <laughs> occupied. I don't want any. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. I'm not used to bathing with people. So yeah, I'm going to drag a bench across the uh how long, if I cast a minor illusion, how long does that last for? I forget. Mm, I think it's, Could, like, isn't it, like... Cast an illusion of a sign on the door, <laughs> so, like, closed for repairs? <laughs> you know what? We're just going to do it. We're just going to say... That's okay, I, I put a sign on the door, broken, closed for maintenance. <laughs> maintenance has been called. <laughs> and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to... Sniff around for the best smelling soap and and grind some of that up and, you know, slip into the the pool and sort of uh, contemplate contemplate life alone in the bath and, you know, work some of the aches out of my body. I think uh, Yularius is not much of a hiker, so these last couple days have hurt a little bit mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today and I was giggling about Hilarious with sore <laughs> muscles fantasy doms <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, can I investigate this strange ring that I have suddenly found on my hand can I do like a, a detect magic on that I guess I'm, I'm alone yeah. in the bath so I have time to cast it as a ritual yeah, you can. Yolari's really likes casting rituals in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a ritual space for her, right? Just like, uh, like both like literally magic rituals and then like, you know, hygiene rituals, mental rituals. Yeah. <laughs> um, do I need to roll for detect magic? Mm. <clears throat> no. Um, okay. you, you detect magic. You're, you're alone in the bath. Everything is all good. What are you looking for? I mean, this thing just appeared on my hand after some sort of weird dream induced by the Hathren's drugs in their house. So, like, uh, looking for any indication of what it is, I think. If it's giving off any, like if it's magically created or if it's enchanted or if it's like not of this plane, I think just sort of doing an inventory of, I know this thing isn't normal. Mm-hmm. So what genre of thing is it? 
Okay, so this is, you can sense the ma- presence of magic. Um, and if you sense it, you can uh, learn its school of magic. That is essentially what this this ritual allows you okay. to do. So when you, you complete this ritual and your ring lights up like a beacon, um, you have never seen... Or if you have, it was not in your possession. Something this powerful. It, it, it just, poof, it lights mm-hmm. up. And when you poke around and try to kind of figure out exactly what this is, you know for sure, with, without any doubt, that it is divination magic. This has something to do with, I guess, maybe what Yolaris would think of as fortune telling. Right. I'm gonna concentrate on it really hard and try and read the future. What What is Yolaris thinking about when she's concentrating really hard on the future? Mm. What it's going to look like when she is as power when she's recognized as as powerful as she knows she is and like gets that sort of recognition and status in the world the steam from the hot springs swirls around you and within those swirls you start to see shapes take form and in it you see a flashing, brilliant, massive light. And it launches itself up into the sky. If what you believe to be the sky in this steamy vision that you're seeing. And this creature, this being of light, has these huge, magnificent wings. A long neck and a long tail. And it flies in an arc over the sky. On the ground, there is a sandy pyramid. And all you see for miles around you is sand. At the base of this pyramid, you see the faint, faraway shapes of three women. I am extremely surprised that that worked. (laughs) I don't think she was actually expecting anything to happen. And I think when that light um, sort of shoots up, she's like kind of scrambling away from it a little bit, going, oh my god, like looking around to see if anybody else is is seeing this or reacting, even though she's there alone. I think now she's even more baffled than before. What did this winged shape look like? Was it bird-like? Was it dragon-like? It was dragon-like. Dragon-like. Oh, boy. Uh, And it was like a whitish color? Yeah, it was a brilliant white light in the sky. Um... I think she's just sort of going to stare at the ring and like 
sort of put that down and go back to like exfoliating <laughs> and just like this is maybe a little bit more that I can deal with right now. What the hell is this? What the not what in the nine hells is this? Yeah. She's gonna cope cope with bathing rituals. And and how long do do her her bathing rituals take? Oh, I think until somebody starts banging on the door. Okay. You 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 I mean, she's alone here. It's great. It's warm. Like she can just I think she's going to stay there until either until it's time for her to like eat or go to bed or until somebody gets annoyed. <laughs> and they're like, "No, there's no maintenance. What does this sign mean? This is this isn't a thing." Well, I think your concentration mm. was oh, no. jolted when you went yeah. <gasps> at this ring and the bright light. So that sign dissipated. Oh, no. And you hear... Well, the, the door handle jiggles, but you've put the bench, that... Yeah. The bench in front of it. So you, the door just kind of hits. And all you hear is a... Okay, yeah, it's occupied! <laughs> How long are you gonna be? I'll be out shortly. Uh, it's, it's like twenty more minutes. That's all. Okay. Well, dinner's gonna be served in the hall soon, and I just got out of the fields. I, I'd really like to clean up before dinner. Yeah, I'll be. It'll be. Uh, I'll go as fast as is possible. But she'll like wring out her hair and. She's probably been in there for at least an hour. She's probably completely, like, pruned up. When you drag the bench back to where mm -hmm. it belongs, uh, do you drag the bench to where it belongs? Um, I mean, if I'm going to exit, I suppose I have to. Um, I could get the servant to do it. If I cast another ritual, take the ten minutes. No, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag it. I'm flustered enough that I don't want to cast another ten-minute ritual to make the, the servant... Like drag the bench and then like smooth down my skirts and open, open the, the door, door stride out and when you open the door you see five women and four men impatiently waiting for the bathhouse I'm just gonna turn up my nose and walk right on through <laughs> and where do you go? Well, if it's dinner time, I guess I'll I'll head back to to the inn and get get some food. So when you go to the inn, there is Saloth. He is mm -hmm. there, and the there's actually quite a few people in there. Um, none of them are eating. Um, most people are just having some drinks. Uh, most of them are are drinking what you recognize as the hard cider that Saloth has served you before. And it looks like everyone is just finished, like a work day almost, um, and they're all having a drink before before dinner. And there's, you know, there's like maybe two tables left. Mm -hmm. As you go by Saloff, Saloff says, "Oh, your friend. She, Novik, brought her up. She's in her room." Well. I guess it's good that somebody takes took care of her. You think people are your friends, but 
I'm just gonna shake my head a little bit. Yeah, Larry's had some abandonment issues. This is interesting. I just want to throw in. I feel like you were really hurt by my <laughs> abandonment. <laughs> like I'm really catching. I think she's like super sensitive and touchy. All right, all right. <laughs> she's just like does not take much. <laughs> Salif, uh, are you serving dinner yet? Um, dinner will be served in about two turns of the glass. There's going to be a dinner in the hall. What's the hall? It's the great big mound in the center of town. Hmm. What? Why? Why is there dinner in the hall? It's the end of the week. We always have dinner at the hall at the end of the week. The whole town gathers. So there will be lots and lots of people? Well, as many of that live here, yeah. Are you going for dinner at the hall? Well, if you plan on staying here, then I guess not. Oh. I am the innkeeper. I could just take some food in my room. I'll tell you what, I'll get, I'll put together something nice for you. I, I feel a little bad, but I'm also very relieved. <laughs> Gonna, um, slink into one of the booths that are, uh, that are unoccupied. Maypri, you have just been informed that the great stag has marked you. Do you recall if the woman had told me that information before or after we finished fighting? After. After. Okay, so are we kind of... I won't say sitting. If I recall the house correctly, it was pretty bare <laughs> in terms of um, any furnishings and like the ground was dirt. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that this strange stag, not so strange, kind of interesting man has marked me. Do you have any more information to offer about this? She looks you up and down. And there is a look of... Mm, no, it actually gave me an insight roll. Let's see how much Maypri actually notices. <laughs> 16. So there is a look of combination of disbelief and a bit of disgust. Um, and it's not so much aimed at you as it is that an outsider has been marked by the great stag. You, you get there's a feeling of maybe a little bit of resentment from her as she looks you up and down. You're a stranger, she says. I am. Before you enter the borders of a country, you should probably learn a bit about their culture ahead of time. I can speak a few languages. That's gotten me pretty far so far. The Rashemi are proud warriors. We fuel that power and that strength and that blood within us. And we reign on the battlefield. We have different 
lodges for our warriors. And the great stag, not only is he the guardian of the forest surrounding Lake Ashain, but he is the guardian of the house of the great stag. The followers of the great stag. They rush into battle, and they take on their enemies head on. So what you're telling me is the man that's marked me has done so correctly, because I don't know if you know me, but that sounds excellent. You know what? She laughs a little at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mabry's not getting great vibes from her. Um, so she's going to kind of brush, brush off some of the dirt. I'm sure there's plenty from scuffling around uh, just left and right. So the action itself was pretty futile. However, she'll extend her hand uh, and offer it in kind of a sign of peace. The woman looks at your offered hand a little surprised at first because she is a halfen. She she is um, a person who is is very well respected, and generally this isn't the sort of thing that people do. But she hesitates, and then she takes your hand, and her her little hand is she gives a very firm handshake, not too firm. She's not trying to to show dominance or anything, but firm enough to say okay. And with that, Maypriya will give her a polite wave, like, all right, well, it's been fun being hit by you. I'm, I'm going to go back now. <laughs> and without, um, without kind of having her leave, per se, she's going to turn towards the door and exit. What is the time of day right now? Just to kind of give me a visual of outside. Um, it is... Like, a couple hours before dinner. Okay, so it's kind of late afternoon, early evening. Mm-hmm. And Keela isn't <laughs> on the ground anymore. Okay. <laughs> no, she is no longer on the ground. Because I was thinking to myself uh, if I was going to stumble across her or not. But I guess not. So, pray she's going to go ahead and just head back to the inn. Ideally to meet up with her friends and uh, catch up. And when you enter the inn, it is quite lively. There are a lot of people in there, just like I explained to you, Larry's. Um, you know, they, they look like they just finished a day's work. Um, people who would work in, in the fields, though you haven't seen fields, but these people have to eat somehow. So probably they, they look like farmers. You've seen a lot of farmers. Uh, and then you can see Larry's in a booth in a corner. Okay, I'll make a beeline for her. And I'm going to sit down immediately. And it's one of the, it's one of those things where it's the booth on one side and then like a bench on the other side. Gotcha. Okay, well, I'll uh, slide on in and just excitedly, Hilarious! Oh, I haven't seen you in like what feels a really long time. You smell great. What have you been up to? <laughs> Uh, Hilarious is gonna just like sort of look I'm assuming she's like reading one of her books or something just kind of like look up startled and just like oh you're you're back and Maypri don't forget has like these yellow grease smears on her face as well (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I'm a mess. Like yeah. I was rolling around on that woman's floor. <laughs> like I was fighting Novik outside. I'm covered in blood and cuts. And like I've just got like dirt and grit all over me. You look like <laughs> you also could use a visit to the bathhouse. Oh yeah. What's um maybe Keila will join me. Have you have you seen her? Uh, I'm told she's currently unconscious up in her room. Novik apparently brought her back up there. You two did a number on that fire wine gift that we were all given. (laughs) I think, I think we left you like a little bit. If you want like a mouthful of it, we did leave a little bit at the very bottom. You are the very spirit of generosity. I'm going to start reading my book again. Not clued into the sarcasm. She's just going to grin really widely. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And so what have you been doing? How did you manage this? And she's just going to gesture to like Maypri's whole thing. Not remembering exactly or sure of how she looked. She's going to kind of pat through herself, pick up on a couple of holes in her clothing. Um, She'll have like some dried blood on her shoulder while touching her face. Like some dirt is just going to like speckle off and she's going to find that kind of like greasy spot on her forehead where the uh, woman had touched her. And after kind of her own little pat down of herself, she's going to say, oh, you know, uh, I visited a lake. I got to fight somebody else. I also fought Novik, who you know, because he's really cool. And yeah, you almost introduced me to him. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I thought so. You and him would get along so well. He likes fire wine. You like fire Mm. wine, I think. Right? (laughs) I haven't tasted it yet. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, you want to give me, let's say, five minutes. I'm going to get changed and we'll we'll catch up. What are you reading? You know what? Don't answer that. I'll be right back. Mm, Great. And she's going to kind of stand up really quickly. Um, I guess if she's in a booth, she won't knock any chairs over. Are we, like the three of us, are we all sharing a room or did we all have individually assigned rooms? You all have individual rooms. Are they next to each other? Like, would I be able to identify where Keila is? Yeah. They're all next. They're all in a row. Okay. And I guess it's upstairs. So Maypri will go ahead and uh, march on upstairs. And as she approaches the where she's like where her room is located she's gonna not sure which one is Yolari's and not sure which one is Keila she's just going to knock vigorously on both doors and wait a couple seconds there's no answer for many of them Keila's out for six hours <laughs> <laughs> and it, at this point it's been like two can I try the lock on both of them uh yeah th- there's no locks on any of them well there's like an internal like um Right, like a chain lock or something that you would not put, a chain like lock, a piece like of wood. A bar. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a bar. You bar the door. But it sounds like I'm not closing that behind myself. So that's actually a really good point because you were left. In yeah, there. it's Novik. Yeah, put yeah. you in bed and and left, and he even tucked you in, like your <laughs> like your boots. Novik. Your boots were taken off, and you were tucked in the bed, put in the like. The, like, safe recovery position so you don't choke on your own vomit. <laughs> yeah. He read me a bedtime Aww. story. Safety first. I love it. Little elf must okay. be comfy. <laughs> Little teddy bear. <laughs> All right. 
I will open one door, it's going to meet the deadbolt, and then I'll open the other door. And as it opens, I'll see Keela kind of comfortable in there and looking okay and safe. So with that reassurance, <laughs> that's, that's Keela snoring for you. <laughs> you do snore. <laughs> One mystery solved from previous yeah. episodes. <laughs> Good mystery solved. Esme pre-sees that Keela is safe and sound. Reassured, she'll go ahead and close the door, pop into her room, get out of her gross clothes, put on some slightly slightly cleaner clothes and then jog back downstairs with the last mouthful of fire wine that was left between her and Kila. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Excitedly, Maypri will kind of sit down and slam the bottle on the table. All right, I brought it. Are you ready to drink? Um, so how, I, how much gold was that whole bottle worth? Victoria, I think we talked about this when we were first presented with it. I have this written down. Oh, good job, Tracy. Because Yaleri's remembers, but Kristen does not. (laughs) 120 gold. I think, so yeah, Yaleri's, I was just going to stare at the bottle and sort of stare at Maypri and just sort of roll my eyes. What's 120 gold anyway? I'll just grab it. Take the top off and shoot the what's left. Um, it's at this point, it's really just like a shot. So I'm, I'm not. Yeah. It's going to what I'll, what I'll say is it's like the equivalent of having like three shots in one. I mean, I don't think Hilarious is a huge drinker, so that's probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I give me a d twenty roll. All right. Ooh, wow. Is this sort of a constitution saver? Yeah. So that's a five plus a one. That's a six. (laughs) (laughs) Come nap in my bed with me. You lorries. (laughs) (laughs) Guys can't handle your alcohol. Nope. (laughs) Okay, so at this point... This is, we're going to, because this is, this is getting to be a little long here. So, um, at this point, um, uh, because we've already been recording for 32 minutes. I have so. been sleeping the entire time. This is supposed to be 10 minutes. This is supposed to be, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Keela really likes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> this is, Hilarious likes to bathe. <laughs> Keela likes to sleep. Maypree likes to fight. <laughs> Sitting. <laughs> so. Uh, Saloff brings um, a nice, actually, it's it's really quite a nice tray of cheese and fruits, um, like some grapes and some sliced apples and some like cured meats, like an antipasto tray mm. and some nice fresh bread um, for you to have for dinner. Um, you have that. Yolares, you start to feel a little queasy after that. So... Um, do you decide to go to bed or? Um, you're going to grab Selaf by the arm when he brings the food. You're really good people. I appreciate you. <laughs> Tuck into the food and then kind of forget that Maypri is there. And then maybe like look up at her and be like, you shouldn't have left me. And then, like, offer her a pickle. 
She's gonna just like take the pickle out of your hand with her mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, at that I'm just gonna sort of stare at her and like I'm going to bed. I don't I don't feel so good. Okay. Have a good, good night. night. She'll just kinda of wave you off. Oh. Okay. I'll so Larry's It's probably like eight PM. <laughs> it's time for bed. Hey, there's nothing wrong going to bed at 8 p.m. Says Victoria, who goes yeah. to bed at 8 p.m. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll often, like, crawl into bed at, like, 8.30. I'm going to be honest. Aww. Yeah, it's lights out at 9.30, though. I just, like, read for a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> I am an old lady. So, um, so, so can you please give me another uh, constitution saving throw? This is a DC 20. Okay. So you're probably not going to hit it, but just in case... I'm going to There's a chance. That was a three. <laughs> yeah. No. So please give me 3d4. Oh, Jesus. Four. One. Four. Nine. So you are going to be passed out for nine hours. <laughs> okay. And then you're going to be hung over for 12. So Kayla and I will be really good company. Oh in the yeah, morning. this is gonna be great. <laughs> okay, so Maypre, how do you spend the rest of your evening before you go to bed? So to make this kind of a short and sweet thing, I don't want to turn it into a whole kind of affair. Maypre will ask Selaf uh, where everybody in the tavern went because I'm assuming for the kind of hall dinner everybody mm-hmm. clears out and heads over there um, yes. so he answers accordingly and she would like to go calmly not creating any kind of scenes just go hang out with the half friends <laughs> and eat all the meat and all the bread okay and then you go to bed. What does Maypre's bedtime ritual look like? Does she even have one? Nope. It's pretty much wherever <laughs> there's a bed or a place that looks like she can sleep in, she will curl up and go to sleep. Keela. It is... Well, it was around... So it is about 9 p.m. You wake up. Your tongue is like stuck to the roof of your mouth. Oh god, I've woken up like it this before. It tastes like ass. Um, and your head, it, it, it's that when you first wake up from a hangover, you're like, oh, I'm thirsty. Oh, my mouth. Oh, I can smell my mouth. And then you're like, okay. And then you kind of move and then your head starts to like, it gives that throbbing pain. It's like a pulse <laughs> of poof. Oh. No. And then poof. And then the poof gets like more constant. And your head feels like someone has a hammer to it. And your stomach kind of churns a bit. Yeah, this sounds really familiarly miserable. (laughs) There is a jug of water on your bedside table. I'm just going to drink straight out of the jug, like not even put into a glass, just just like jug to the face. 
<laughs> it's like trickles of water going down like your neck. Oh and- <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, do you go anywhere, do anything, or you're just like, fuck it, I'm going back to sleep? No, fuck it, going back to sleep. Well, meditate, I guess. I'm gonna go meditate. Nithra of the Seven Rivers stares at the brazier as Hathrin's Ursa and Korba leave her mound. Her brows furrow from behind her stag mask. What did these foreigners have to do with Rashman? Hilary's fine. She was, after all, part Rashemi. But the other two? A deep voice rumbles behind her. I like her. Nithra motions to a cushion next to her, and the great stag, in human form, sits cross-legged, lounging back on one arm. So it would seem, she says with the shake of her head. I offered once. I seem to remember you being... No, it shall always be no... Despite herself, she smiles fondly at him. She is strong. Nithra nods. What of the other two? Eldrivs get? Could see me if she looked. He shrugs. The other? She doesn't interest me. (laughs) Only one thing interests you. A rakish grin spreads over the stag lord's face as his form dissipates into nothing. Nithra sighs and gets up from her seat, grabs her cloak from its hook by the door, and steps out into the night. Lady Yelbruna, it's late, and you are about to retire, and there is a familiar knock at the door. It's Nithra, your right hand. Come. The door opens, and that last bit of sunlight for the day filters through and backlights Nithra with her green robes and her stag mask. She nods at you and steps inside, closing the door behind her. Lady Yelbruna, do you have time? Yes. And I've turned towards um, towards Nithra and I'm studying her because normally we have set times of day where she'll come by. It's usually if she deviates from that schedule, it's because something something is different. Did you hear the commotion earlier today? I'm assuming Novik picked another fight with one of the young warriors. Well, actually, it was a visitor who picked a fight with him. 
Hmm. That's a first. It was very entertaining. And the visitors are... are why I'm here. They arrived last night, last evening, and they brought back Borovic, the tailor, from the grasp of Hilmara. It's been... twenty years? Yes. I guess Humara got tired of him. Has he seen his daughter? Yes. They met last night. It was... Borovic is not the same. After what he's been through, it's no wonder. Have a seat, Nithra. Tell me more about these visitors. Nithra sits, and in the comfort of Yelbruna's room and their familiarity with each other, she removes her mask. She is a plain-looking woman, really. Uh, she wears no adornments on her face other than the mask, and her her hair is a little bit wet from the sweat from being behind a mask all day, and it is clamped to her forehead. She rests her mask in her lap, and she states, Yaleri's one of the visitors, is of the line of Eldrev. Yelbruna's eyes widen behind her, her mask when she says that. You're certain? She is Bronley's daughter. It's a long way from Waterdeep. I brought her into my circle for the ritual of sight. And when she came back, she had a ring. What kind of ring? She frowns and her brows furrow. It's a plain ring. It's made of wood. But it's, it's strong. Prophecy, dreams. I could not get an entirely full reading off of it. But it's powerful, and she did not have it when she walked into my circle. Yelbruna brings a hand to her chin, and she's thinking for a moment. She reaches up, and she goes ahead and removes her butterfly mask um, as well, bringing it down. And much like Nithra, Yelbruna is not a um, very attractive woman. She's a little plain, but she's getting up there in the year. She's got wrinkles, uh, you know, along her, her cheeks and worry lines across her forehead that are normally covered up. And her long, dark, uh, curly hair is starting to show more salt than pepper these days. Did Yalaris tell you what she saw? She was processing. I don't think she's ever experienced a ritual of sight before, but she mentioned an innkeeper, and from the way she said it, I don't think it's Selof. He touched her hand and it was warm, and then she had a ring. And when she came back to the room, she said there were golden birds. How many? I'm not sure. She didn't she didn't say. 
What sort of interest would he have in them? Ilbruna says more to herself. Nithra's brows shoot upwards, and she waits patiently because she knows that Ilbruna is on to something, but she also knows that Yelbruna will not tell her until she's thought it through. Nithra, we need to learn more about these foreigners. We need to learn where they came from, the reasons why they were brought here, what other paths they've crossed. And Yelbruna goes ahead and secures her mask back over her face. I think it's time we headed into the Erlingwood. Nithra nods slowly, takes her own masks with a sigh, wipes the hair that's plastered for, from her forehead away, and ties it back on. She, she ties it back on with the resolve of a woman who is really looking forward to having this off her head for the rest <laughs> of the day, because these staghorns are heavy. I told her not to pick the stag when she did, that she would regret it, but no. <laughs> and Yilbruna will go ahead and stand up, and um, she goes ahead and grabs a few um, implements um, from around the room, namely this, uh, this like piece of bone, like a wand that's been carved to resemble a dragon, and this old, heavy book with this just defaced cover. It looks like somebody's just cut into the, like, cut any, um, cut, like, the words right off of it. She goes ahead and secures them to her belt and grabs a cloak for warmth. And then leads the way. Nithra follows and shuts the door behind her. They walk to the main hall of the village, the place where most business is conducted. And to the side of that hall is a gravel-strewn path that leads past down the hall to the back of the village and into the Erling Wood. And as soon as these two women step foot into the Erling Wood, all sound from the village dissipates. And the only things that can be heard are their feet crunching along the gravel path. Yelbruna and Nithra walk through the silent trees until they come to the circle. The circle is a clearing a very natural clearing. This was not made by man, and the reason for this clearing is that there is a stream that runs along three quarters of the way around the perimeter of this of this clearing. It's a very clear stream, and it runs straight down from the mountains of the north. There are two Hathren who are attending this clearing. There is the familiar Hathren Lore. She has a woodpecker mask. And there is the Hathren Janil, who is newer to Erling. She has recently come from Imilar and the sisters there. Her 
mask is that of a badger. They bow a quarter of the way down at your approach. Hathryn Lori, Hathryn Janelle, we have need of the circle this eve. Have you heard about the visitors? You see a smile on Janelle's face uh, when you mention the visitors. She's younger. She's newer. She has just graduated into a Hathryn herself. Um, and she says, yes, my lady. The purple one was, was quite fun. Purple? And she looks back at, um, at Nithra. A tiefling. This gets more interesting by the second. And the other? The one you haven't mentioned yet? Oh, Keela, yes. She is an elf. A bard, I believe. There's... There's quite the chip on her shoulder. We need to learn more about these three unique women. As they settle down this night, we shall shape their dreams. We need to know where they came from, and what interest Bahamut has in them. Bahamut? Nithra asks, her head jerking up quickly. Golden birds, innkeeper, the warmth on Yularis's hand, and the ring that appeared there. <laughs> Only a god could have such an effect, and that sounds like his work. I know not why he has an interest in them, but that is what I mean to find out. What we need to find out. The other three women take their spots on the circle at the compass points. Which point would Yalbruna normally take? Um, also, knowing Rashomon's geography, I'm thinking she is the, the north point. Because that's kind of a... Because uh, Rashomon is, what, northeast? Mm-hmm. And so she's... It's also the central point, if you're looking at your compass. And it also puts her in a prime position where she can both track the, the rising sun and the setting sun. Um, I'm thinking Nithra is then the south point, kind of another position. And then um, Janelle, as the young one, is on the east. And Lori takes the west. So we take up our positions at the four cardinal directions. And uh, Yelbruna um, spreads her, her arms and starts to mutter some words under her breath, words of power, as she starts um, She starts with her hands sort of out and then starts like rotating her wrists, moving her palms upward. And as she does so, the, the river um, actually seems to... Like the, it's almost like the earth moves out of its way and it completes itself, and they're completely surrounded by water, and as the others join in, the water actually starts to seep up onto the grass island thereupon and starts tracing out magical ruins and creating more of a like circle of sort of lit up water um, around them. 
um, with the brightest points at each of the four points that they are standing, but it's starting to create this pool in the center that then shimmers and starts to take on more of a mirror appearance, and then goes from reflecting its surface to showing us a scene. And what does Lady Yelbruna have in store for our heroines? Find out next time on Saturday, February 24th. And what else is going on in this fine, cold month of February? Well, on Valentine's Day, that is a Wednesday, there is a new all-woman D&D podcast coming to town, and they are called Dungeons and Dragons. So give them a listen and give them a hearty welcome to the podcast community. We want to hear from you. Tweet us at the Broadswords. Send us an email, thebroads at thebroadswords.com. Join us in our Facebook group. Check us out on Instagram. Write us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to podcasts on. And we could possibly read that out, what you have to say on our show. And I think that's everything. I am going to sign off and we will see you next time. I like her. More smooth. I like her. I offered once. I seem to remember you being... Oh, you're, you're trying to entice her to sleep with him. Yeah. Um, hmm? um, I offered once. I seem to remember you being... Sexy. I don't know how to say that, sexy. Uh, I offered once. I seem to remember you being... No. Uh. I offered once. I seem to remember you being. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> I offered once. I seem to remember you being. There we go. That was okay. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's all right. Yeah. She is strong. <laughs> that, was, that was like warm. <laughs> she is strong. She is strong. Yeah. All right. Um, Aldrib's get could see me if she looked. The other, she doesn't interest me. More like. She doesn't interest me. Eldred's get could see me if she looked. The other, she doesn't interest me. Eldred's get could see me if she looked. The other, she doesn't interest me. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.